A down-on-his-luck loser almost dies, but instead time travels back into his middle school self. This is his chance to change everything, including the death of his middle school girlfriend. But the gangs of Tokyo won't make that mission very easy. Is Tokyo Revengers the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. talk about you know we're about to get to the christmas you know it's literally about to be christmas this comes out two days before uh christmas day a day before christmas eve uh and i want to talk about the worst part of christmas yes oh which is elf on the shelf oh that is true yeah elf on the shelf is really fucked up (laughs) what i hate about elf on the shelf personally is that it's just like manufactured tradition Mm -hmm. like it was literally created being like wow a Christmas tradition. And it wasn't. I don't ever remember this being a thing. What? They weren't. Literally, Elf on the Shelf weren't a thing until 2005. It started with the book that was like, hey, it literally, the book is literally called The Elf on the Shelf, A Christmas Tradition, Adopt a New Family Tradition This Holiday Season. Oh my God. What I hate about Elf on the Shelf is like the snitch aspect of it. I don't like bribing children to be good. That's all Santa Claus is, well, okay. though. But also, like, okay. <laughs> That's all of what a lot of Christianity is, too. I, d- I was going to say, I don't like the whole, like, I'm a good person, so I don't go to hell, slash, yeah. I'm a good person, so I could get uh, presents. Good presents? Presents, right. Presents and not, like, a, not a lump of coal. I, but that's still like a present at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you get I, enough I'll, of it. Yeah, so good get presents. Get some briquettes, um, you know, barbecue up for the season. I don't like that. I just want my kids to be fucking chill and good because they want to be and they're like good But okay, people. this is like a much bigger psycho- like sociological debate about what makes someone be a good person what makes someone a good person and how intrinsically we decide to be good people because it is the right thing to do but that is still the reason to be a good person just as much as a a, a, an end goal this is a very big debate that we're opening up here okay so we're not going to have children but if we were i wouldn't want it to be like I, we will never say be good or you won't get presents from Santa. I don't know. We say that now, but I've from all my friends with kids, they say that it really does buy you a few years of good behavior. I don't know. I think we might have to at least go with the like traditional Christmas mythologies, but we will not have an elf on this shelf. No elves on these shelves. <laughs> But with that, while we might not have an elf on the shelf, we do have a podcast. Hello and welcome back to Quiet Disappointments, the show where two lifelong weebs, PJ and Skylar, guide their non-weeb friend, Lauren, through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. This week we are watching Tokyo Revengers as we continue through Best of 2021 month. Another reminder, Best is based on reviews and not necessarily our thoughts. There's always still a chance for a disappointment. And if there's an anime you think should be here, make sure to check out all of the Gold Star anime we've covered this year, which were anime that were also Best of 2021, but were covered during one of our themed months. With that said, Tokyo Revengers. Lauren, mm. what a name. What a name. What an anime. Um, this reminds me of Thor. 
because he made his own version of the Avengers and called them the Revengers. Oh, yeah. So I instantly thought, okay, so it's going to be a group of people. And, you know, revenge has a lot of negative connotations, like something bad happened to them. So they have to get revenge. So it's a group of people and they're all ganging up on someone to get revenge on them. This could be a nine to five situation where it's like fun and light and it's just like a workplace environment. They're going up against like the boss or corporation. Or this could be something like banana fish where it's like, you know, very violent and it's going (laughs) up against like drug lords. (laughs) And the name doesn't really give you one way or the other because Revengers is such a ridiculous name. Mm. Like it could be used in a jokey sense or a very serious sense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no way to know. They just... They're in Tokyo, is my guess. So this group of people's in Tokyo. If someone came up to me and was like, I'm a revenger, I like would not be able to keep a straight face. They could fucking stab me and I would still be laughing. (laughs) Well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? I realized this is a gang. So that's what I'm thinking this is. Tokyo Revengers is a gang. So my title prediction wasn't super wrong. These have to be all gang members is my assumption. The man in the middle is in a different outfit from everybody else. He doesn't have any of the like gold embroidery any or anything. So I'm thinking he's going to be our protagonist. He's the character that we're following. I think he's new to the city of Tokyo and is new to this gang. And he's very ruthless. So he came from another part of the world and was a part of that gang and had to like leave because things were getting way too intense for him there. And so now he's in this new gang in Tokyo, and he is probably going to climb to the top of the this gang food chain very quickly. And there's a lot of blonde men on this poster, so I'm trying to be really specific as to who I'm referring to. So we'll go left to right. So the blonde man with the long blonde hair in the bottom left, he is currently the right-hand man of the gang leader. And... The man on the right-hand side at the bottom with, like, the the braid and that, like, single lock of hair falling in his face, he's the current gang leader. So you have the two top dogs right down here at the bottom. And um, the gang leader is definitely not as crazy or as bloodthirsty as our protagonist is, but he is actually a really good, just, like, leader in general. So he's very much looking out for, like, this, the gang and the neighborhood that they keep an eye on. And then his right-hand man on the bottom left, he's, uh, he's got a lot of feelings. He's always the first one to get into a fight to protect his friends because he's the one who like gets offended when someone says something shitty. So he's jumping into fights left and right. And then we'll go to the silver-haired man, I suppose, on the left-hand side of the poster. He definitely needs some sleep. Those bags under his eyes look designer. <laughs> he, he's probably the one who's asking, are we sure we're doing the right thing are we sure that we're we're the ones on the right side like the most so he's going to be the moral compass of the group he probably doesn't get listened to very often but he probably has the phrase i told you so in his back pocket like all of the time right and then the red-haired person with the floofy hair is definitely the more optimistic person in this gang he's the jokester he kind of brings a lightness to this otherwise i'm thinking going to be a very heavy show because it's about a gang so i think we're in for a lot of violence and (laughs) stuff so i think he'll be the he'll be more of the sunshine and then we have this short almost buzz cut blonde haired man on the top left but this 
almost buzz cut blonde haired man is definitely street smarts over book smarts boy. He was like raised on the streets. He knows Tokyo like the back of his hand and he's very much down for anything and has to have plans explained to him a lot because he like doesn't remember what they're doing. He's just like in it to fight. So he's your he's your dumb man. And then the other blonde, the heavier set blonde beside him toward the right. He is definitely the muscle. He's the heavy hitter. He's the one who can take a punch. And he's the one who probably defends the other gang members by like throwing himself in front of them the most. And then we have the black haired Severus Snape character, who is your quiet, angry one, definitely better at like the verbal attacks instead of the physical attacks. So he's the one who like gets the other gangs riled up and like gets them into trouble with the police. And then everyone else is like, shut up. And then, you know, the heavy set man has to jump in and then silver haired man's like not this shit again and you know just just fun cute gang stuff in tokyo fun cute gang stuff in tokyo my favorite kind of anime a silly goofy time (laughs) a silly goofy gang time um i don't think so no i based on everyone's very serious expressions except for like the red haired man i think this is gonna be really intense but you know keep it cute and light and and gang life all day thug life (laughs) oh my god Hashtag Thug Life here on the Kawhi Disappointment Podcast. All right, well, let's see how thug this life gets as we watch episodes (laughs) one and two of Tokyo Avengers. So we're going to do that, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We have Lauren watch episodes one and two of Tokyo Avengers. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? This was so interesting because, yes, it was about gangs and gang violence, but then you have that, like, I don't know, that like accent or that like topping of time travel this time travel is so straightforward that i'm curious if there was a time travel that you were okay with i completely understood what was going on so we found it folks we found the the time travel anime that lord could actually be okay with (laughs) all right good work everyone we'll wrap this up up. we're going up yep Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, Tokyo Avengers is an anime. I watched this when it was coming out. I know Skylar kind of watched this in anticipation of this episode. But yeah, let's talk about it a little bit more after some housekeeping. So Tokyo Avengers is based on the manga by Ken Wakui that ran in Weekly Shonen Magazine from March 2017 to November 2022, ending just last month and running for a total of 30 volumes. There are two manga spinoffs, Torai Revengers by Shinpei Funatsu that ran in magazine pocket starting in november of 2021 which is a complete like alternate reality very parody spinoff and mm. then there's a little bit more serious one letters from keisuke baji that was done by natsukawa guchi yukinori that ran also in magazine pocket starting in july in 2022 the anime was done by koichi hatsumi with studio lead in films for mbs and tv tokyo it ran from april to september of 2021 for 24 episodes with season two coming out next month in january 2023 uh uh, starting off with a Christmas rumble arc. So, you know, mentioning that since we're here in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> That's why we did this. It, was, it didn't just line up that way. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There's a spinoff chibi uh, chibi anime called Chibi Rev. Always. It's done by Minoru Ashina and Studio Puyukai that ran uh, also April to September 2021 for 24 episodes. There's also a live action film that was directed by Sutomo Hanabusa, done by Warner Brothers Japan, that released July of 2021 with a sequel film also for 2023 uh, and there were two stage play adaptations while well, the first one ran 
from August 6th to the 22nd in 2021, and the sequel, The Bloody Halloween, uh, released March, uh, ran from March 18th through April 5th of 2022, also in, in Tokyo and a few other cities. Um, real quick, I'll show you kind of like how the movie ones look and how the play ones look, and you tell me which ones you think look a little bit better. Now, who do you think captured these characters' looks better? I like the I like the play. I was gonna say I feel Personally. like the play always does better, but I like the Takamichi from the movie. Yes, I like the look of the Takamichi from the movie, but the essence of the show I think is better captured in the play poster than it is in the the movie. So say the play always does the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like the play cast a little bit better as well. Yeah. So uh, there you have it, folks. The Tokyo Avengers uh, stage play cast uh looks better than the movie cast <laughs> i know everyone was very anxious know to know everyone was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah that's uh but that's it for our housekeeping so we'll quickly break down episodes one and two in 2017 takemichi hanagaki learns that his middle school ex-girlfriend hinata tachibana and her younger brother nato have been murdered by the tokyo manja gang on his way home from work he is pushed onto the train tracks and suddenly travels 12 years back to the past the same day when him and his friends sought to challenge some fellow second years uh but were instead beat down by 30 year students who were part of the tokyo manja gang and recruited in as servants that night he saves naoto from several bullies and tells him about his and hinata's impending deaths after they shake hands takemichi returns to the present to find that naoto had saved him creating a time paradox where he is alive and a police detective naoto tells takemichi that he can travel through time when they shake hands and that the only way to save Hinata is to prevent Manjiro Sano and Teta Kisaki, the two members of the Tokyo Maju gang, from ever meeting each other. Takamichi travels back in time to find himself reliving the events, being a slave of Masataka Kiyomizu, nicknamed Kiyomasa, a member of the Tokyo Manja Gang, along with the rest of his friends. He loses a fight he was thrown into upon awakening, awakening 12 years earlier, and is beaten by the 30 years as punishment. As they leave, he asks about the leadership of the gang, and Kiyomasa ruthlessly beats him with a bat before threatening his life if he ever brings him up again. He at first wants to just escape back to the present, but upon seeing Hinata again, vast to protect her. He heads to the fight club where his friend Takuya is set to fight before Takamichi interrupts and challenges Kiyomasa to a one-on-one battle. That's episodes one and two of Tokyo Avengers. Listen. So, okay. Oh, no, no, listen. No, no. Lauren, no, no. I feel like you're going to say a similar thing to what I want to say. So, yeah, you, you jump in. Okay. I like the dramatic okay. listen. Yeah. So, like, I know we already kind of addressed it with the time traveling at the top of it. But, like, when it happened, because I literally went into this, like, blind, and I continued watching it so i'm well versed anyways when i was watching episode one weeks ago i was like what the fuck i what the the time travel what the fuck yeah it's it does so many because like at first you're like okay what's happening and then you're like whoa is this about to be an isekai yeah i just yeah, I figured he had been isekai back into his life, and he was going to relive it again. He was going to George Bailey his life, you know? Yeah, but then it's time travel, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think anything could prepare you for the fact that this anime is time travel. That is true. Yeah, nothing. I, nothing I would never, ever up. have guessed. Nope. No, it's true. You know, at least like Steins Gate, like, it starts off at a, at a time travel conference, and you're like, okay, I know where we're going here. Uh-huh, you know? Yes. And, like, but this Ooh, one is again, just like... Lauren's enemy. 
<laughs> Steins Gate, Still my mortal triggered. nemesis. <laughs> we meet again. This has very unexpected time travel. You don't see it coming. And but again, it is fairly straightforward, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is owed to Naoto, who's like, hey, by the way, ever since you fucking Save told me, from me some weird bullies. shit 12 years ago, I was like, this man can time travel. And I figured exactly how it works. It's very simple. Shake my hand. You go back 12 years in the past. End of story. End of story. Apparently, shake my hand in the past to come back to the future. That's not super established. But go back in time. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was... Like you said, it wasn't really built up. It just happened. Um, was Naoto the one who pushed him onto the train tracks? Who knows? Oh, that's just, that's still a mystery. Okay. I was like, that seems very But it aggressive. wouldn't have been because Naoto was dead. And that timeline, yes, yes. That's true. Naoto was dead. He was pushed on the train tracks, and then he goes back in time, saves Naoto because of the preparation. Naoto is able to survive, and now they're working together to try to save Hinata. Are we having like a double time travel situation where like he's traveling back in time to try to save his girlfriend and then someone from the past is time traveling to the future to try to stop him from traveling back? Oh. Or I think it's maybe more likely, but again, I don't know because I've only seen season one. The more likely like, or I guess the more common time travel trope of I need to go back in time to set everything in motion so that this can happen. Um, it happens in Science Gate. It happens in a lot of things where you find out that the inciting incident in episode one was your main character towards the finale doing, you know, pushing things in doing motion thing. so it. that the rest of the story can still occur. So if he hadn't ever traveled back into time, his girlfriend probably would have stayed alive. Well, it's a complicated, this is a complicated thing with time travel. You, it's hard to say, like, if you had never done it, this would happen because you just don't know. There's no way to know. But uh, speaking again through it, can we, you know, what's so interesting about this anime with time travel and also them, you know, going through various ages because we see them in the past, in the present, is Takamichi looks older in the past. Yeah. (laughs) With his short ass blonde hair. And everyone also just looks older than him in the present. Like he's walking around and Naoto, who was a child when he was in middle school, looks like more of an adult than him. Right. He does. Soulfully he is. Like emotionally he is. Yes. But Takamichi should be like aging. (laughs) And he He should. He looks younger than he did when he was 14. He's got that Paul Rudd gene, you know? Yeah. He's just never going to age. And God. everyone's going to be like, oh my God, I look awful. And he's like, I look the same. You <laughs> Shut do up, like, Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> it is like sad because he lived a terrible life, you know? He really yeah. did. I, Very I can't, tragic. I can't imagine just kind of living your life as, I mean, essentially, a yeah, a slave, a dog to this gang. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then just kind of meandering through life through after that it sounds like he didn't go to high school mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like mm-hmm. he and just... he ran away from his family yeah he ran away from everything he knew and then has just been going job to job to job essentially being the dog that he's always been since at he lost the corporate that fight. ladder at the corporate for the corporate ladder <laughs> <laughs> yeah the corporate ladder at his dvd rental store yeah yeah, yeah we dog. know that those are the all... worst yeah. place to be the dog the blockbuster exactly. dog. Not the, our not dog. The Keep looking at me anytime I say it. 
<laughs> She's, She's like, like you called? I'm right here. <laughs> but yeah, so Lauren, tell me kind of what your thoughts were, how you felt about it, how you felt about the characters. I liked it. I didn't feel... It's weird because I didn't feel like this... I'm sure it'll get better or I guess more prevalent as we go on, but I didn't feel a sense of danger from this gang the entire time until there was like those scenes where he was like getting beaten to death with a bat or they were like in the middle of a fight. Whereas something like Banana Fish that had gang violence, there was always this undercurrent of like tension and like danger, even in the scenes that nothing was happening. And this one was a little more hot and cold like you would go into those really intense really gang violent moments and then you would go into the not that and it, i didn't feel the t- like the danger the entire time if that i makes mean sense. they are middle schoolers right they and are there's only so much they can do yeah but they do a lot it was <laughs> the horrific. constant remembrance that these are high schoolers is jarring middle mm-hmm. schoolers not even high schoolers yeah you're well Babies. essentially the third years are high schoolers because they're their middle school ends at ninth grade. Yeah, that's true. They're so freshmen. all so like Mikey, Draken, but obviously those are characters you haven't met yet. But like even like you know Kiyomasa's a ninth grader. Like, can you imagine being scared of a ninth grader? <laughs> uh, these ninth graders, yes. Yeah, they're built like fucking demons. Yes, they're awful. God, that scene where he's beating him with a bat, that's going to live with me for the rest of my life. I was like, this is this is awful. Yeah, it's pretty Stop. it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but also like looking back at it like Takamichi and his friends obviously didn't deserve the kind of shit that they were thrown into, but like they, they were shitty they too. were shitty like they yeah. they were trying to be little little gangsters and all and this happens. This happens in real life. People try to start their own little things and then they and then the real dogs come in and show them what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scared straight. Yeah. Scared. <laughs> a whole fucking TV show about it. Oh, my God. That was the spinoff to this. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely were little shits who, I'm not going to say they had it coming, but they went looking for violence. And unfortunately, they just didn't run into the violence they expected. They thought they'd be dealing it out. And they got the shit beaten out of them instead. Yeah, it's not fun. Be- have either of you I doubt I doubt it, but have either of you ever been in a fight? Absolutely not. Um, accidentally. Accidentally. How do you yeah. accidentally Well, besides little kid fight club that I was part of. Yeah, that's a trauma story. Yeah. Be- besides <laughs> that, I was God. I was at a party, it was college, I was like kind of drunk. I don't remember whose party it was, but I got fucking decked in the face and I was so shocked. That I started laughing, and the girl who fucking like punched me in the face got really fucking weirded out, and it was just like, "What the fuck? Why are you laughing?" And I just like was still in so much shock that I started laughing even harder. And then she started like just leaving, and it turns out she thought I was a different person. Oh, did so, she like oh apologize? God. Like, how did you find that out? No, I was just like. <laughs> on the fringe and so she thought i was part of a group that like she had beef with but i was literally just like a proximity victim huh i uh have been in quite a few fights haven't you been jumped you little and i was gonna say and i've been jumped a few times uh so i related to this story a lot such (laughs) as the life such as the life of a minority growing up in uh, uh not the best places um, middle to early high school, basically this age is actually 
when I got jumped and in the most fights because I was I lived down in fucking the desert. So like there's nothing to do over there but be demons to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah, I was uh in some fights and was jumped a few times for sure. Jesus. That's like, so scary. <laughs> you know, it is, but also like I don't know, you think back I think back on it sometimes and I'm just like in the in the moment it feels so intense and it feels so scary, but also like these were fucking children. Like Yeah, but like children are capable of very bad things. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I think back on it. Some children are murderers. Yes, Yes. but I was not murdered, which is all that matters. I know. Oh, my God. Unless we've been doing this podcast with a ghost. I do want to be clear. I do want to be clear. One of the people that did jump me did threaten to kill me. Like, not for nothing. I wasn't like a snitch. But when, like, they find you beaten on the floor and they're like, what happened? And you're like, I don't know. And there's like, well, it was you and only two other people in this room when we left. We're going to put two and two together. <laughs> um, and then, you know, people think you're a snitch and then people threaten you with violence. But that happens, you know? This is just that life. That happens, you know? Just girly things. Just hashtag just growing up in the, you know, growing up in bo- places where there's nothing better to do things. Yeah, it all stems from boredom, always. Well, it's boredom, lack of opportunity. You know, ultimately, when you think about gang violence, uh, you know, people turn to gangs because they seek a sense of community. They seek a sense of support. They seek a sense of income, power, respect. Lo- they, it's, it's, it's finding something that you don't have in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of times, you know, that's how these things come to be. You know, people end up in these situations because they, honestly, more often than not, don't have an alternative choice. Especially if you live in a place with a lot of gang violence, like your options are be in a gang or get uh, accosted and harassed and beaten up by the gang when you're around, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's very hard to be a neutral party in a neutral territory in a place with a lot of gang violence. That said, like I, I do see why these boys were doing what they were doing, but again, like they fucked up. They fucked up big. Everyone knows they fucked up because they looked like shit. <laughs> like going through it, like obviously the Tokyo Manju gang is a, is a big is a bigger deal. But all the gangs in this are like fucking middle schoolers, you know? Right. Yes. yes. Um, but like it's hard because like you look at them and they're drawn like fucking scary adults. <laughs> yeah. I like you were saying earlier, I had such a hard time. I was like, these are middle schoolers or these are high schoolers. They look like grown ass men. But yeah, no, they very scary and clearly we're still scary even into adulthood because they're like out there killing people 20 years 10 years into the future oh right. yeah gang violence always escalates right like mm-hmm. you know there's no way to just stay at the ground level you know like you can't just be like well we're just like a uh you know a roughhouse gang and that's just who we are like eventually you either are gonna get sucked into something bigger or become something bigger or stop being in the game and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people probably do stop, but the ones who don't, like your leaders and stuff, are going to escalate. Yeah, always. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Diwali, Merry Yule, and Happy Holidays from the Kawaii Disappointment Podcast. The greatest gift we could have ever asked for was you, our audience. So thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great time celebrating with you and yours. Hey, you like anime? What about manga? 
anime figures, general anime merch. Well, if you like any of those things, then Right Stuff has you covered. With a huge selection, Right Stuff is your number one shop for anime, manga, figures, and more. If you want to visit Right Stuff, use the affiliate link in our show notes or go to kawaiidesupod.com and click the Right Stuff affiliate link across the top or the Right Stuff banner along the bottom. And part of your sale gets kicked back to us to help support the show. If you're looking for other ways to support the podcast or are just craving more Kawhi Disappointment, then check out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month, and more is always on the way along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. December is set to have even more amazing bonus content with a reduced redo of Kaguya-sama Love is War, a brand new entry into our Kawhi Desu Film Club series, where we will be watching Satoshi Kon's Christmas classic, Tokyo Godfathers, and more. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patron, our $8 tier, the truly incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Kilua, Magic Girl Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier, Eliza L, Albany G, and our newest patrons, Aubrey Z, and Nick infomercial. You're all pretty kawaii desu in my book. You can't spell kawaii disappointment without kawaii, which is why we're excited to partner with So Kawaii. So Kawaii is a monthly box full of cute and kawaii items from Japan. Each box includes five to eight or so kawaii items carefully selected and packed by their team of kawaii lifestyle lovers. If you want to visit So Kawaii, use the affiliate link in the show notes or go to kawaiidesupod.com and click the So Kawaii affiliate link across the top or the So Kawaii banner along the bottom. And part of your sale gets kicked back to help support the show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod. You can also find us on Tumblr now because Twitter might not be a thing for too much longer. Or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you again next week as we close out Best of 2021 month with To Your Eternity. Now, back to the podcast. Looking at this, the only thing, the only, the biggest tragedy of episodes one and two, and even like three to four of Tokyo Avengers, is that they kind of make you think that Takamichi is worth a damn. Oh! <laughs> no, I was literally about to say, I've been like, hate watching through this whole anime. I'm like, almost done with it. Oh my god. Um, Because like... This story is, like, so fucking good, and all the characters are so fucking good, except for Takamichi. Like, I fucking hate Takamichi. He sucks. I hate him. He is, you know, it's cute, like, oh, like, you're the crybaby hero, right? Right, right, right? No, but, like, there's never even fucking... I can't. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, I was like, we don't need to talk about it too much, but I do need to lay it on this podcast. Uh, that Skylar and I, and I'd say a lot of people that watch this hate Takamichi, even people that love this anime. And I will clear- clarify, I have seen all of season one. I thoroughly enjoyed my time watching it. Skylar is currently watching through it all. Um, the characters, again, so great. Everything's great. Just Takamichi, and I, I affectionately, or not so affectionately, call him Takabichi because I fucking hate his ass. <laughs> oh my god. Oh I my just, god! I want to like him so bad. Like, I, there's never been a character. But there's nothing to like about him. There's yeah. nothing to like about him. You guys need to say more because I mean, he was 
he was fine. He's not my favorite, but I was like, he's there. But like, but see, does it get worse? Think about, think of, well, see, no, the problem is he never gets better. Yeah. Oh. There's no growth. That's really unfortunate. But I want to be clear that the rest of the characters are great and do have a lot of growth and do make the show worth watching. Yeah. This is a very interesting, very in-depth story. You know, this isn't the only time jump we're going to get. And this isn't the only things that are going to change. You know, throughout the entirety of Tokyo Avengers, like, there are characters who, like, do die. And then we're in a different timeline where they're not dead because things change. And this is the interesting thing with time travel. But regardless, um, kind of going through it, like, the time travel mechanics are very interesting. It creates a lot of interesting dichotomy in the mm-hmm. storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, the gangs are so unique, so interesting, so engaging. And in general, like, just the setting is very interesting. Like, mm-hmm. this Loki feels like one of those worlds where there's, like, no adults. because Like, like Charlie Brown? Yeah, but, like, yeah. think about it. Because, like, Takamichi, like, doesn't go home at the end of the night to, like, parents who are like, why are you beaten and bruised? When he's knocking at uh, Hinata's door, like, parents don't answer. Like, she always does. You know, like, where are the adults in this where story? Well, adults? even when you see, like, her parents and he's, like, beaten up, like, it, like, he'll be, like, at her place. And it's not, like, this weird, like, oh, like, boys and girls shouldn't be alone in the room. It's just, like, oh, you two having your gang wars, you little West Side Story kids. It's weird. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. That's a really good point. I didn't even notice but now that you pointed it out yeah there are a shocking few adults they're like having these fights i assume close to the school i haven't seen one teacher or no a, or no police officer like nope. nobody wow the best way to describe uh this i feel is um how pj and i we really love ranch dressing right we're those like kooky kind of kids whatever um and like we like to joke about how every food is just a vehicle for ranch not necessarily like the food and takamichi (laughs) takamichi is the vehicle uh where like it literally does not matter it's just everyone else around him does yeah. <laughs> Which is so fortunate for your protagonist. And I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people who do love Takabichi. Maybe Skylar and I are just fucking haters. Like, it's very if you, possible. If you like Takabichi because he's really relatable. It's completely fine that you like Takabichi. No, oh, no, don't I'm be joking. mean, Skylar. No, no, no. It is perfectly fine. Like, listen, everything that Takamichi is is like great especially like in the beginning of the anime it's the fact that he stays exactly the same is the problem because you as a person need to grow right just in general and well not everyone does everyone does everyone needs to have growth everyone needs it doesn't mean everyone looks for it that's i that's not what i said though needs that growth and for a likable character you need that growth to become a better person you need that growth and um you just you don't get it and i think we're always you know anime is so much about the human spirit about fighting about you know giving those riling speeches overcoming the odds and everything it's like it's just it's so frustrating (laughs) because like he's like yeah let's fucking do it well not putting in the effort to get better at things that can help him 
be helpful. Like, he's never like, you know what? I should learn to fight. Yeah. He literally is just like, I hate that I'm such a crybaby and I'm bad at fighting. Fucking practice fighting. <laughs> Do it. You. There's like, a very easy answer. Uh, good point, gosh. though. It's a really good argument. And yeah. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. But again, looking at the characters that we do have here in these two episodes, because I don't even think you start meeting more of the important characters until maybe even episode four. Like, I think maybe tail end of episode like, three, you like get like a like glimpse of them. But like it takes it takes a little bit. Yeah. Very slow moving. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're covering a lot of ground and they really have to establish the the time travel and then they can start showing you more of the world, you know, so I get it. It is kind of like a slow ramp up into like a like wild roller coaster because when I was looking up clips for the context, I was like, man, they there's so much shit that happens in this fucking anime. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, with 24 episodes, like you said, that's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but again, it's just, at least the pacing like picks up as you keep going, right? Mm-hmm. You know, something that is interesting, and I guess it's a question to ask you guys: Is it weird? For Takamichi to be in love with Hinata. What do you mean weird? Because oh, like, he has like a 26-year-old brain. No. Okay. Well. And okay. he's like looking at her like, oh, yeah, I love her. But I, he's not thinking about her in a like a lewd way. You know, he's just remembering how they were together. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't he's know. He's remembering how, how they were, what she meant to him when he was in middle school. And he's like, you know what? I she is worth saving not just because she's a human but because she she gets something a part of myself that even you know that I forgot about and if I save her there might be the possibility of something happening in the future he's not lusting after her so jumping off of Lauren's positive interpretation my more negative interpretation is it's okay because he's literally had zero growth and he has the mind of his fucking middle school self still well yes he never he's never matured past that that moment is it it like I guess like this is also like a weirdness for me not a weirdness in a bad way where I'm like come on but like just say like man get over your middle school girlfriend but she's so sweet. Yeah. Well, I think like she's so sweet. His relation, you you forget, he is very miserable, right? The only good thing about his life before he ran away was was Hinata. Yes, I get that. And he's chasing that again, you know. And she's just the representation of that. And like he gets to live in that again. Honestly, I think he should just go back to his middle school life and live it all the way out and not keep jumping forward and backwards. And that's also an interesting concept because like while he is not there, like right those few days, is is his brain just back to what it was then, which obviously probably is, but like are people just like why does Takamichi keep changing a lot every other week? <laughs> It's weird. He's normal, and then he's weird for a week, and then he's normal again, and then he's weird for a week. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I guess the even bigger question is, you know, he does have a twenty-six-year-old brain or twenty-four. I forget the age. Uh, it's twenty-six. The twenty-six-year-old brain inside of that body, right? When he's making these changes and these decisions to his life, but when he goes back, obviously he has like kind of the spoils or the there or lack thereof of whatever changes he made. But when he leaves 
and like now it's that age Takemichi experiencing that stuff like I wonder if people would be like wow you're different we don't like you anymore (laughs) get out of the gang I don't know I mean but like they kind of they kind of do do that like there is a moment where one of the important characters is just like oh like you kind of suck at some points but like you're the nice you again and I like this version of you. But I don't even think that's that same thing. I don't know. This, I guess this pre- presents its own challenges in the time travel mythos for me, in so much as he's traveling back in time to himself, into himself. So, like, at one, at certain points, his old consciousness has to take back over. And I just wonder what that experience is like. I think about this in general with things where stuff like this happens. Like, I think about Click the movie Click, Mm -hmm. where the parts where Adam Sandler fast-forwards through life, what is his family experiencing of him during that time? Like, is he just a Mm. mindless autopilot? Is it what he would be doing, what he would be saying? Or is it an alternate version based on what, you know, like, what is it? And I I guess I just get curious about stuff like that. Who is the Takemichi in between 26-year-old Takemichis? And it's kind of going back to that. Like, I know that I, like, made the joke that, like, he has no growth. So he has still had the mind of a, you know, middle schooler going back to his middle school self. But, like, at the end of the day, he does know how to talk to people because he is, like, a fucking grown-ass adult. One also, so, it, it, at middle school, he thought he was hot shit. He, yeah. at this point, knows he's not. So yeah. he's also tr- acting differently. Like, right. again, mm-hmm. like, when he's like, what, what the fuck do you guys mean we're going to fight? And they're like... Are you okay, dude? You're always fucking down for a fight. So clearly it's very different people, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's that's where I get, I, no, this isn't a question to, that has an answer, I guess. But I would just be curious, what does that interim time look like? Because clearly we established very early on in episode one and two, he is a slightly different, he is a different person. He mm-hmm. has 26-year-old anxieties and the doubt of being a failure for most of his life ingrained into him mm-hmm. that you don't have in middle school. Yeah, because you haven't experienced all of that, yet. and the trauma of things that have happened that no one else has ha- that no one else has experienced yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. these kids don't know about the stock market crash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on the the house, twenty twenty seventeen. Never mind. So yeah, no. Yeah, this is but, this is he travels back to two thousand five. Two thousand five. So they don't know they're going to have a black president in America, even though this is Japan. Never mind. I guess that doesn't matter that much. <laughs> I mean, we know a lot about what's happened in American history since then. It's true. But yeah, no, I mean, it. These kids don't know about the fucking iPhone. A- These kids don't know about BTS. <laughs> they don't know about ARMY. To be fair, it's 2017. I don't think he knows about BTS. <laughs> They're still becoming old enough to become BTS at this point. Well, no, BTS formed in 2010 and debuted in 2013. Never mind. Oh, so then yes, we do. Wow, know about how BTS. old were they when they started? They must have been babies. Baby babies. Because wow. how old is like what Jin? They they're was it like twenty one? Because they made the they made that the yeah they're Den- all around my age because they were ninety two to ninety four. Like in terms of the year they were born. So yeah, if they started in like twenty ten. Like they were barely about to leave 18. high school. Yep. Around when that they age. started, wow, that's crazy. I thought they were all still kind of that age, so I guess that's on me. They really deferred their service by a lot. Then, holy wow! Yeah. Well, I mean, look at everything they've brought for their country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know who's better than Takamichi besides everyone else, especially BTS. 
every single member of BTS. Well, regardless, they were still two years away from the iPhone being announced, so they don't know shit, okay? <laughs> they don't know shit. <laughs> they don't know shit about shit. Um, okay, one other big thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't even know if you know this, Scott, but you might know this. Um, this anime is censored in America and most places outside of Japan. Oh, really? Because of the really? violence? With the violence? No. That was my quest. It's what? because of the Tokyo Manji gang. Because Tokyo Manji is a Buddhist symbol. It is the Buddhist symbol that most people know because it is a swastika. Uh, Obviously, ooh. it has very different connotation in Buddhist culture and Buddhist societies. Right. Right? We all know that it, you hear, you learn about it in history class, right? Hitler co-opted a symbol of peace and, you know, a, a Buddhist symbol and co-opted it and turned it into a symbol of hate. Um, so it has kind of been ruined for most of the world. But obviously, like, in Buddhist society, like, that's still their symbol. Like, so right. the manji is the swastika. So all of their costumes, all of their flags, everything has a big Buddhist, Buddhist manji on it. Let me show you because it is a little different. But, like, it's very clearly, like, a swastika. And it's jarring because it is a swastika. But, again, it doesn't have that same connotation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. You know. Yeah. There it is. So, it is. So, obviously, everywhere outside of America, it's completely scrubbed. Like, it's completely not there. But if you just look up, like, Manji symbol... It's a swastika, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So it is like, that is an interesting little bit. They are essentially called the Tokyo Swastika Gang. <laughs> ah. But, like, but also, it's, you know, yeah. it's just an interesting thing to talk about with this anime. I didn't even know this until kind of doing some research. I'd heard that something was censored, but I never really looked into it. But when I was doing research for this episode, it was like, oh, yeah, it's heavily censored outside of outside of Japan because... There's a big connotational difference. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Oof. Well, the more you know. Uh, The last thing I want to talk about is like, it's so interesting seeing like the two Takamichis, like the Takamichi who's like just getting his ass beat all the time versus the one who like saves Naoto. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's who you obviously want him to be more often, but that's not here nor there. Um, I just think it's fucking wild that he was like, I'm a, like he broke off a fucking beer bottle. I was like, I'm going to fucking stab you guys if you don't fucking leave. And then yeah. after the kids run away, now it's just like, hey, um, maybe clean up that broken glass. There's there's like a fine for littering. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't do that. It's just, that could hurt somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> The most responsible boy. I also like that Naoto, like, fucking just took it so hard at face value. What, like, literally, here's this guy. He just kind of saved him from getting beaten up. And, like, he knows his sister, he realizes. But then, like, halfway through, like, imagine you were, I don't know, 12, I would, 11, 10, 12, and you just got saved from getting beaten up by your older siblings, you know partner significant other yeah yeah and then they're like hey by the way i'm actually from 12 years in the future i was pushed on the train tracks came back here um and now here i am i think my life is just flashing before my eyes um but just in case it's not this is the day that you and your sister die um just putting that out there all right bye (laughs) and then after that you saw them and and then after that, you just you just were like, great, 
I like I would just be like, great, that person was crazy. Maybe had a schizophrenic episode. <laughs> but oh Naruto was like, great, got it. I've got to live my life based on this crazy man's ramblings. Well, I mean, better safe than sorry. And he is a very careful boy. So it fits. But yeah, no, that's an, that's a good point. Like he's even the one like when Takamichi's like, I think I came back 12 years in the past. I don't know what that is. And he's like, it's time travel. Takamichi, it's time travel. Idiot. <laughs> Without be, if not, like, there's so many things that also have to go right, but Naoto being as, like, blindly trusting of Takamichi as he is, is, like, a necessity for the story to continue moving forward. Yes. Because well, I mean, if he had just been like, oh, well, that person was crazy, then nothing would have changed. Nothing would have changed. Mm-hmm. But because he took it to heart, everything is different. Everything is different. <laughs> You know oh my what? God. That is a delightful song. And speaking of delightful songs, why don't we oh. talk about the music of oh. Tokyo Revengers? I see what you did there. All right. So the music of Tokyo Revengers is done by Hiroaki Tsutsumi, uh, who is also one third of the composing team for Dr. Stone and Jujutsu Kaisen. So we have mm. heard his work before, but here he is solo composer. Uh, what did you guys think of like kind of the soundtrack, the OST for this? I liked it. I really liked it. It was good. It really conveyed the right emotions. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's very good. Uh, you don't really get to see any of the big like brawls, like the gang fights yet, obviously. But the gang fight music that plays during all the gang fights is so good. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know how you feel about it, Skylar. Oh, yeah. No, they're amazing. It's really it makes it really scary. Yeah, I think there's a lot of very good tension building music in this, you know, and like just also, really good uses of silence. Like when Takamichi's yeah. just getting beaten by the bat and it's just like Ooh, quiet while everyone is just watching on in horror and being like, do we stop Kiyamasa? But like, who would, how would they stop him? He's stronger than all of them. Mm-hmm. They need to watch A Bug's Life and know that uh, like five, at least five of them is probably stronger than him by himself, maybe. No, this is anime. Never mind. Yeah, anime <laughs> uh, uses. Uh, general kung fu movie rules which is we all must attack in order none of us can ambush them no ambushing here no ambushing here yep, that's what i was like never mind <laughs> well then let's also talk about our op and our ed for this anime so our op is cry baby by official higa dandism <laughs> Lauren, what did you think of that opening? It was very upbeat and light, um, and the visuals got a little dark there. And I know the anime becomes darker as we we go along, and this gang like grows up. So I was like, "Oh, this is a very light song for a very heavy anime." But I liked the song. Yeah, I I like the song a lot. Um, it very much captures the energy and the essence of the anime to me, right? Obviously, it's it's written for it, like most anime OPs are, but like. The crybaby 
aspect of it is i mean it is takamichi right he's <laughs> i mean that's his thing right they they yeah. always call him like their crybaby and it's the song gives like a really good sense of kind of this weight but also lightness and uh i don't know it's just a very good op mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i fuck so hard with this op i love this op when it hits that chorus i'm just like you know how it goes you know how it goes it's so good. I don't I, know why, but the first time I heard this, I did not like it like oh. at all. I don't. I don't know why. Had you but, gotten to like the chorus, chorus part? Yeah, the first time I heard mm-hmm. it, because I, I watched like two or three episodes of Tokyo Avengers like forever ago, and I messaged Skylar and I was like, "Hey, watching Tokyo Avengers, really liking it so far. Too bad the OP isn't as good." Ooh. something like that and like Ooh. and like re-listening to it now i don't know why i felt that way because i do like it a lot yeah i liked it too well you know it's, i think more yeah just the more you hear it, the more you're like actually i do like it because okay for me i only heard the good not the good part i only heard like the chorus part of the song because they would be like in tiktoks and stuff yeah. and then when i was watching it for the first time i was like oh this is where that song is from <laughs> i really fucking like this yeah, song like no, for sure so i was like fuck yeah okay <laughs> fuck yeah well let's talk about that outro to that so our outro is koko de iki o shite or take a breath here by ale Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I liked this one too. I did. This is, I think, the first time where I think I liked the visuals more than the song. The visuals were beautiful. I loved her like running through time and like falling through time. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, I like getting to see because especially early on, you you don't know what she looked like as an adult, but you get to see adult Hinata, mm-hmm. and like you also kind of get the vibe in this that adult Hinata was also always kind of thinking about Takamichi. Mm-hmm. You know, it does give you very like lovers through time vibes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, which is really sweet. Yeah, I like the song a lot. Um. I have a lot of thoughts about it um, oh, that oh. I think will be better suited for the for the modern contemporary artist segment. But oh, I do like the song a lot. It's very fun. It's got like this kind of like swinging soul jazz fusion vibe, and I really like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's so good visually. It's stunning. Like it's when you so see like the beautiful. rain and stuff. It's just yes. like. Yes, this is a good time. And it really does show like how lonely she is. Um, and I love a good uh, ED that shows how lonely one of the characters are. Because every time <laughs> it happens, I fucking eat that shit up. 
Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I think it is time then to move on to our summit. What modern contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? So, Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Crybaby? I'm not confident in this one at all because I feel like it starts one way and then it ends another. But I focus more on the like the latter part of the song and a very, very casual nod to the vocals. So it's anyway, I ended up picking the band Ludo. Their song Love Me Dead. I see what you're going for here. Yeah, I do. I, I think it's more of a nod to the vocals than you're giving yourself credit for. Yes, definitely. Oh. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> uh, it's not perfect, but I think it's a lot closer no. than you're giving yourself credit for. Uh, I, 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 totally, I totally see where you're going with it. I think it's a pretty good choice. Thank you. I love it. I think it's a great song. I love the song. It is a great song. Um, I, yeah. I think you did a really good job trying to find like a vocal match. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I don't have any confidence because PJ fucking shut me down when I was. I, okay, I want to be very clear. Oh. I just disagree a little bit. I doesn't mean I completely think you're wrong. I just said I went a different direction. Let me be very clear here. I it's that it's that stressful situation, right? That we're always in. It sounds like something couldn't figure it out. Spend way too much time trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. waste all that time, have to settle. Um, yes. <laughs> but I also try to go for voice approximation, and I ended up going with Bruno Mars. And like, I hear Ooh. it. I'm sorry Ooh. if you guys don't hear it, but I went with Locked Out of Heaven. I think there are Bruno Mars songs that sound closer than this. I know. Uh, I I think like Bruno Mars, when you first say it, is like a weird choice. But the more you think about it, isn't a weird choice at all. Like it makes total sense no. for the vocals. Yes. But I just yes. think Locked Out of Heaven wasn't the right choice. The other one I was thinking of was, was Versace on the floor. But like I, I, I thought maybe it was like too slow and it didn't give me like the epicness that I needed. Mm. And then I panicked and I went with this. <laughs> I think it's still a good choice. Uh, I, I do just don't think it was like the exact. I think I think we all know the direction you were headed in for okay. sure. Yes, yes, and I absolutely hear the similarity between yeah. the vocalists. Yes, I same. appreciate yeah. the hand holding and the head pats you guys are both giving me. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, so for my answer, I literally just it's like I picked the first ten seconds of a song that sound like the exact same <laughs> first ten seconds of this song. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, okay. So I ended up going with You're Gonna Go Far Kid by The Offspring. Show me how to lie. You're getting better all the time. And turning all against one is an art that's hard to teach. Another clever one. I suppose. I hear it. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> it's like I the exact same fucking story. The rest of the songs, so dissimilar. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like those first seven seconds are like really good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that those first 10 seconds, Um, super close. Yeah, no, I I definitely see it. God, this song is so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, If I can love the offspring, (laughs) they don't get the credit they deserve. It's true. From this era of music. But that's not here nor there. 
Uh, thank you. I do think it is a good choice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to that outro. So, Lauren, who did you go with for that outro? Koko de Iki Oshite. Okay, for me, there was only one choice, even though my vocalist is not, she does not make songs in this genre at all. Vocally, she sounds the same. This is a Japanese pop Carrie Underwood, and I ended up picking Wanted Woman. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I see where you're going with with it for sure. Thank Honestly, you. I really did get stuck between um, trying to find this like jazzy R&B pop mm-hmm. and like getting stuck with country. So I completely understand. Yeah, no, it was especially the end of the song for some reason, like that last section. Every time I hear it, I'm like, this is just Carrie Underwood. <laughs> see, it's Carrie Underwood. I don't super hear it that much. But like, mm-hmm. I I see why you would think that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Like, and take I don't it. mean that in a like, I see why you would think that. I just mean like, I see where you are going with it for sure. Yes. No, I'll take it. Because every time I listened to the song, I was like, this isn't Carrie Underwood. And then I would hear her sing. I'm like, that's all I can hear. Especially and my this brain song, I think stuck. this is a good selection for the vocal match. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thanks. Skyla, who'd you go with? Um. So... I did a bad job, you guys. <laughs> Listen, I don't think anyone is ra- walking out of here with a fucking Nobel Prize in, no, in this ED one selection. Was, you, it was rough. <laughs> PJ, you probably will. No, get I a will nod. not. I probably. Go, 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 go. Uh, do it, do it, do it. I went with. It sucks because her just voice go, doesn't just even. Just go. Okay. Do it, do I it. I went with X's and O's by Ellie King. I think vocally it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. She has that rasp, you know. I she guess has I just a, wanted her to be a little bit higher. She has some soulfulness, soulfulness in her voice, which I feel like uh, Ale does in this mm-hmm. outro. Um, I think this is like pretty on par with Carrie Underwood in terms of like really going into that like more country vibe, uh, ba- yeah. country ballady, which is as close to soul as they're gonna as, as I think you guys are gonna get. It's right. true. Yeah. I like this choice, Skyler. Yeah, oh, I think you. this is pretty good. I also went country ballad Uh I went with Joss Stone, The High Road. Damn. The vibe of this song is like perfect. Like That's I real like good. I think I like your vocal approximation the least, which is like a 3% difference, so it doesn't even matter. But I think the vibe is definitely the best one. Yeah, yes. thank you. I agree. I did, I did uh, luck out finding Joss Stone, but it was a real challenge to get there because I only noticed one thing about this outro. Uh, and I'm curious if either of you noticed this, which is, this is just a Vanitas OP. Oh my god! What? What the what? fuck? Now, uh, I'm going to replay you, because uh, we have obviously heard this from our Case Study of Vanitas episode, that uh, this is just the OP for Case Study of Vanitas. So, a, a little but reminder here. the female here. version. Oh my god. 
Oh it's God. the same fucking song. <laughs> Let's just be clear here. It's not it's the exact same fucking song. Oh Obviously, male vocal, it's a lot more techno-y. It's got a little bit more yeah. of that, you know, techno swing vibe, especially mm-hmm. in the vocal, uh, in the vocal modulation. But like, come on. <laughs> I should have just went and listened to this episode. And now, then I sh- want to be clear. I did that, too, because I wanted to cheat. I don't think they were good choices for this song. Because, again, <laughs> I think we okay. leaned into that into that swingy voice modulation a lot. Um, so we went like Ollie Murs and Charlie Puth and stuff like that, which I don't I think would have done a good job. Murs, as good of a job as we did for the outro. But... Mm-hmm. Am I wrong or am I right? No, you're absolutely you're right. Absolutely oh, right. My God. <laughs> um, that's it. I just wanted that as a quick little treat at the end of our music segment here. Uh, very oh good choices for the OP. I think we all landed in the same exact realm for the ED. So we as did. much as none of us were like super confident, we were at least on par with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think ultimately did a good job. So uh, with that, uh, I think that is where we're going to close our music segment and take a quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and get our closing thoughts on Tokyo Avengers. So we're going to do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional gang fights, stabbings, time travel shenanigans, and everything in between. Lauren, tell me after everything you saw, mm-hmm. obviously Tokyo Avengers is a very uh, violent uh, story, but it also has a lot of interesting elements to it, a lot of interesting characters and some interesting growth and development though, depending on who you ask um, <laughs> not for everyone <laughs> but with all of that said tell me Lord, would you keep going on this gang of a ride with Tokyo Revengers? I was intrigued by this anime when I first started watching it because of the the added element I guess of time travel within the gang violence world I thought I had a favorite character and then I watched context and I was like oh Mikey's the coolest one it's Mikey right (laughs) no I knew I knew it was gonna turn because everyone's favorite who was your favorite character uh Naoto Okay. Yeah, I yeah. like Naruto a lot, but yeah. Mikey, it's I also flip flop between Mikey and Draken a lot. But oh, I yeah, like yeah, Mikey cool a too. lot. Yeah, favorite character is definitely Mikey. I love him. Mm-hmm. I love like a big scary guy, but who could be like a lovable goofball. Mm-hmm. He is the cinnamon roll that looks like a cinnamon roll could kill you. Yes. Character. <laughs> yes, that's what he but is. But when he makes a scary face, he does look scary. Yeah, he's a scary cinnamon roll. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes yeah. he scares me so much that I'm like, do I like Mikey? That's not here yeah. or there. So, yeah, I didn't really get to see a whole lot of like Mikey and all of the other characters, which has now left me super intrigued to see the rest of them. So, yes, I will continue to watch Tokyo Revengers. Ooh, you absolutely love to see it. A kawaii success in the book. Mm. So far, four for four. Best of 2021 month. It is. We'll see if we can close out the year and the month with a perfect score here, but completely understand I have seen all of this. Skylar has seen a lot of it. And whether you love all the characters or hate some of the characters, it's an intriguing story (laughs) and it's definitely worth the watch. But Uh, is it worth the watch for everyone? And that is a question I posit as I move to our our second to last question here, which is, would you recommend Tokyo Avengers to someone looking to start their anime journey? I, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Maybe you guys will change my mind, but right now I'd say no, just because it is so violent. I think you should start with something else maybe, and then this could be a second or a third. I think it could come in very close succession, but I don't know if it should be a very first. I would. You would? 
That's yeah. it. No, no more thoughts. <laughs> That's it. No, um, I've been struggling with the weight of. So I, I figured it out. I figured why. I figured out why he has no growth, and so that's been weighing on my mind. Like throughout the course of this episode. Yeah. Wow. I'm so proud of We're you. really having all sorts of revelations here today yeah. on the Quiet Women <laughs> podcast. Like, I literally, I, when I say I figured it out, I figured it out. But again, the fact that I, before this revelation, um, the fact that I was like low-key hate watching it, because I liked it so much and it was that compelling. And I do think people in the very beginning could see themselves in, uh, I almost said Mikey, but in Takamichi. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. And then the music is so good. And it's like, yes, it's very violent, but it's not like as violent as I've seen other anime. Um, I just think that this would be really fun for a lot of people I know. And I think, you know, I think in terms of like gang anime, this is on the still less violent end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of time travel anime, it's one of the more understandable and easy to follow into the spectrum. I think overall, it's a a pretty good starter anime because it it gives you a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I would recommend this as someone's first anime for sure. But yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, Lauren, after what Skylar and I said, do you still feel like you're now? Do you feel like you've changed? Either way, it's fine. I I think I would. Yeah, no, thinking about it and hearing what you guys had to say, I think it it's more of a yes. It was a hesitant no before anyway, so easy to tick it back over yeah, into the I other could see, I could see, like you know the hesitation i think i think it's very valid if it had been a no but with that we have a kawaii success a thumbs up do recommend here on the quiet disappointment podcast seems like there's only one question left to ask and that question is is there an amv for that amv anime music videos is there an all right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Tokyo Revengers. I went very obvious here, similar to I went obvious with uh, Skate the Infinity. Um, I went with Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. See, I feel like that's like not the obvious answer. Yeah, I was going to say, feel like something... uh, it's not something I would have chose, but... Oh, oh. No, I don't get me wrong. I do think it is an, an obvious answer, but honestly, I feel like I would go more for a direct like East versus West kind of west kind of uh kind of a song okay okay the west side story why am i saying west side story like that i was like any west side story song (laughs) (laughs) when you're a jet when you're a my brain went to for this was beat it by michael jackson oh (laughs) that's a good one though Uh, but obviously you with gangsters paradise by coolio and yeah of course of course of course of course there are so many gangsters paradise amvs for tokyo avengers absolutely love to see it absolutely love the song r.i.p coolio r.i.p but yeah with that that's three points in the book Yay! Woo! and that is not all lauren because you're about to take a step towards a possible fourth ghost point this is a fucking rod serling ass introduction you're like you're about to enter a world not of sight but of evanescence (laughs) (laughs) so use your evanescence Mm. and try to decide if this anime has an amv for Evanescence, Bring Me to Life for Tokyo Revengers. All right, Lauren, you saw that this anime gets violent, has yes. some darker moments, yes. has some even things that could lead to deaths. Yeah. 
and all told uh, has uh, a lot of interesting vibes. But is it the kind of vibes that lean towards Bring Me to Life, or is it more Limp Biscuit? That's the question oh, you have to ask yourself. Or Lincoln Park, do you mean? You know, well, no, I mean like Limp Biscuit because when I think of like a bunch of teen boys fighting, Hooligans. I think of Limp Biscuit, like that, a Limp you know Biscuit song playing in the background. That makes sense, yeah. Um, but Lincoln Park also works for some, but or is it Evanescence? So use that Evanescence and let us know what you think. I'm gonna say hell yeah, hell yeah. There has to be hell yeah, hell yeah. There has to be hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> can hell I get a hell yeah? Well, hell of course yeah. you can, because of course there are AMVs for Tokyo Avengers to uh, Evanescence bringing me to life. Yay. So that is four points in the book. Wow. A kawaii success, a big boop, thumbs up boop, from boop, us, boop. and another successful journey through an anime. Woo-hoo. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. Lauren, <laughs> thanks for going on this journey with us. Thank you. I apparently like gang violence animes because <laughs> two Not for two i apparently like gang violence no no don't cut it isolate off isolate the clip isolate the clip oh god no, yeah no i totally get it this uh yeah especially these first few episodes really throw you in very well it's a good it's a good introductory few episodes really uh gets you engaged in what's happening mm-hmm, absolutely but yeah with that said i'm glad you had a good time uh, but more importantly i hope our listeners had a good time i hope they had a good time a fun time a bunch of middle schoolers who look like adults doing crimes that should really only be perpetrated by adults and somehow they're also a motorcycle gang even though they're too young to drive <laughs> time a do i hate takamichi because i see myself in him because i make no efforts to make the changes i need in my life to be a better person time wow and a save someone from bullies in a in a park and you too might be able to time travel time (laughs) i love it well until next time we hope your weight isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar i've been lauren and we hope you you've enjoyed this very introspective episode of the kawaii disappointment podcast Disappointment. Don't do gang violence. Oh, Lauren likes gang violence. No, stop. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye.